Are we ready? Oh my gosh. It looks like we're ready. I think I'm three minutes early today, which is fine. It's not a big deal, right? You guys are all okay with that? So welcome, welcome. I'm Marcy Billen and I'm a resident here in Norman, Oklahoma, and this is our weekly show. So I'm your guide to all things real estate and real estate adjacent. Um, I'm trying to keep my voice like down the whole time because I feel like I've been like yelling, but also my mic is really good. (laughs) So I don't want to (laughs) yell. And I do have my mic like right in front of my face. If you're uh, on camera, you can see it or hear it (laughs) if I, if you're listening. Anyway, So before we get started, be sure to hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed, if you're listening on the podcast, please do that. I would love to see um, how many followers I have because it makes me feel like I'm not talking to myself as I'm going live on YouTube every week, but I don't because you guys are awesome. All right. So I produce free content for you each week and release it on my YouTube channel. I often put a lot of stuff on Facebook. Uh, And this is just for you so that you can learn what it's actually like to live in Oklahoma. You may have guessed that I am a real estate agent. So I do live in the Oklahoma City Metro, which is where Norman is. Um, So Norman is actually south of Oklahoma City. And I, man, like, I know some people that never go to Oklahoma City, but I go multiple times a week sometimes. (laughs) So definitely raise your hand if that's you. Oh, uh, let's see. What are you? Hey. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Alan follows me. I appreciate that. And JK, I don't know if that's your name, but I do. I see you every week. So I always appreciate you being here for sure. So thank you so much, you guys. Um, You may have seen that tonight we're talking about the housing market for 2024. And I got to listen to the um, chairman of the board for my company, which is Gary Keller. I am a real estate agent with Keller Williams Mullinix. So Gary Keller is one of the founders of the company. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but mostly we're going to talk about the housing market in Oklahoma. So I'm a realtor here at Oklahoma City Metro. If you need to buy a home, sell a home, or you need something real estate related here, I want to help you because... I want to talk to you because I only get to talk to myself (laughs) whenever I'm live streaming. So tonight, uh, Handsome was supposed to be on with me. Handsome is my husband. And we had it planned. And then he said, I'm going to go to the Thunder game. (laughs) Uh, But they're playing tonight at 9 o'clock. So he totally could have done this with me because it's only 6.15 now. But he decided not to. And I don't blame him. Um, plus I'll be able to watch the rookie by myself in a little bit. And I do have my drink tonight. I had my drink last week when me and Stacy were talking and I just decided you guys, I'm just more fun with some bourbon. So it's fine. Right. If you have an issue with it, I don't know. Like it's not like I'm getting drunk. I drink four roses. Not all the time. I like wild turkey too, but that's what I'm drinking tonight. (laughs) Cheers, Debbie. Oh, I hope you have one too. <laughs> we all need one after the day, right? That's how I feel. Anyway, it's fine. It's going to be fine. I'm excited to have this conversation with you guys. So here we go. Make sure you drop your questions in the comments, or if you have something that you want me to address or talk about, Let's do it, guys, because the housing market has, like, I am, first of all, not a fortune teller. Like, I can't see into the future. We can only talk about our best guesses and what we think is going to happen and look at what history has given us. So that's all we can do. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to speculate together. (laughs) Oh, man. Here we go, guys. All right. I have a bunch of notes. So I will be switching back and forth. If you see my eyes wandering, that's what's happening. I can't memorize everything. So initially, my outline is to cover the sort of national news on the housing market first, right? Because I think that's what you guys see the most. From what I hear from you, the things that you say to me 
that's what you see the most as the national news. But here in Oklahoma, we also have to look at our micro markets. So we're also going to look at Norman and Oklahoma City and Edmond, I guess, and <laughs> Yukon, Midwest City, whatever you guys want me to pull up, please tell me because I have all of the like fact sheets, all of the like the one pagers for these areas. So I can, we can talk about whatever we want. So if you're listening, I am going to be explaining all the fun graphs that I pulled for you guys. And after a while, I just stopped pulling them because I knew that you were going to get bored with me and I switched to the one pagers. So you'll see how that goes here in just a minute. Here we go. So the first article, I'm going to put this up here so you guys can see it, that I wanted to share with you is this U.S. News article. And there's no reason, like, I don't read U.S. News all the time. I don't really read any national newspapers, to be honest with you. I only read local. My favorite local newspaper is the Journal Record. If you guys haven't seen that, it is the literal best thing Um if, whoa, I have polka dots still in my background. That's cool. Let me see if I can. Yeah, there we go. So if you guys haven't seen the journal record for Oklahoma, it's technically a business newspaper, but man, it's so good. Like all of the information it gives about development, et cetera. I had to stop reading the Norman transcript, which is, you know, my paper in my town because they just weren't reporting on local things. So I read the OU Daily, which is University of Oklahoma student newspaper. They report on local things where Mormon transcript does not. And then um, there's something else I was going to tell you. Oh, I don't really watch the news. I don't really like it. I like to read. So that's where I'm getting my info. So the title of this is When Will the Housing Market crash. So we discussed this today in, um, well, I wasn't discussing, I was listening to the chairman of the board for Keller Williams talk about this. And <laughs> we knew this going into the conversation, but we're probably not going to see a housing market crash. Um, if, if we look back, you know, to the great recession, we saw houses, uh, prices plunge. And really you guys, like we shouldn't want that. If housing prices at this point plunge, like they did in 2008 and 2009, like we would be in a lot of trouble. So one of the main points that, um, Gary made today, as he was talking about the housing market and the economist that, you know, we have, uh, that works there, whatever, is the one of the main points was that you know we don't want the house prices to drop and that housing is in a recession but the rest of the economy is not and i think he said this at mega camp last year so we have two different conferences in our real estate stratosphere. <laughs> One is Mega Camp, which I went to last year, and it's in Austin. I prefer that to the Las Vegas one that's going on right now. I don't like Las Vegas <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I did not go to this. And it, we see it. They um, referenced a rolling recession style of recession, meaning that housing will go into a recession and maybe cars next, or maybe the auto industry. Like we don't know, but they're trying the fed in my view. And I don't know about yours. I'd love to hear your opinion. They are trying to keep all of the sectors out of the recession all at once, which makes sense. I guess it's a uh, very hands-on, right? Okay. So my notes here, where are my notes? Did I get rid of them? Wonderful. It looks like I did. What the heck? All right. Hold on a second, guys. Hold on a second. I got to get my notes up here. That's not the right one. I must have exited off. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Oh, no, it's over here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I was in there both at the same time. So I've gotten a lot of questions from you guys about the housing market, and that's what we're doing here. So that's the 
the point with this article, there are three points that I wanted to bring up. The national median home price here in the U.S. has exceeded $400,000 since 2023. That is not the home prices for Oklahoma, so just know that. Um, the median home prices here in the Oklahoma City metro are $260,000. And I do believe in some areas that's going to be a little bit high, like we're going to see a little bit lower prices in other areas as well. Um, the national income that they're saying like is an affordable income in this news article is $96,300. So the median income for a single Oklahoman is $38,000. So we have to keep these things in perspective. Okay. So this says that the affordability crisis has led both potential buy home buyers and current homeowners to closely monitor the market, which I'm absolutely seeing. Some hoping for prices to drop. I'm hearing this from buyers that they're waiting for prices to drop. And I'm just like, man, do we want prices to drop? To me, if prices are dropping and we have, you know, these 70, I think it's 78 million millennials in the, the market right now to buy homes, guys, millennials are between the ages of 28 and 43. Like I'm a millennial. I'm 35 years old. I'm not in college anymore, right? I'm not in high school. Uh, those people are, are Gen Z, right? And that's great. And that's fine. But they're not quite, some of them are buying houses and I've helped some of them buy houses, but those are the older Gen Zers. So please know that millennials are minimum 28 years old at this point, because I think that that's getting confused out there a little bit. I'm definitely 35 and I'm a millennial. So I graduated college in 2011. So right in the, like for Oklahoma, especially in the middle of the great recession. So a lot of my friends didn't even get jobs when they got out of college. And yeah. And then home sellers are wondering if they can still sell at peak values. And we're going to go over that as well, where we see um, possibilities for home sellers and where we see possibilities for home buyers. This is all uh, really interesting to me because there are different, definitely different segments of the market that we can point out and look at um, these opportunities that people have. It's not going to be great for everyone. Like, I'm not stupid. I get that. It's not great for everyone. I understand. So mortgage rates have been a really big factor. This is another thing that this article says. So if you want to go read it, it's called When Will the Housing Market Crash? And it is in U.S. News. It was just released uh, last week, it looks like. Housing moves really slow. So there's not always like uh, something that was released this week. <laughs> So our interest rates are now about seven-ish percent. So this is going to depend greatly on, you know, what type of loan you're getting, what your credit score is, et cetera, right? And we've been seeing them drop a little bit below seven as well. We do believe that the interest rates will drop, but they're not going to drop like a rock. It's going to be a little bit slow. So it appears that the Fed has inflation under control. That's the appearance of what's going on. And while that's happening, they're probably going to slowly reduce the interest rate. And I'm not a lender and I'm not an economist, but this is what we hear and this is what I see. Okay. There's a lot of like these graphs in this article and I thought they were terribly boring. So we're not going over that. Um, I will talk about unemployment here in a second though. So here's the thing with, we still have a lack of inventory on the market. What does that mean? That means not enough homes are for sale for prices really to come down. Now in some sectors of the market, there is, it just depends on, on what we're looking at. So we can't like blanket statements with this stuff, especially for Oklahoma. So I told you guys that 268,000, 260,000 is our median home price here in the Metro. Our luxury rate or luxury price point is $750,000. So sometimes those prices will go down here in Oklahoma because we have that median, you know, uh, income level of $38,000 for a single individual. Sometimes 
we don't have the market to support luxury. Sometimes we do. It just depends. A lot of people in their homes have um, no mortgage. So 40% of homeowners have no mortgage. 40%. When I heard that, I was like floored by the statement, right? 40% of homeowners don't have a mortgage. We're going to come back to that because it's a really big deal. It's a lot of people, right, that don't have a mortgage. And then we have all these other people, including me, I'll just be honest with you, that have a sub 3% rate. So I think I pay like 2.9%, maybe less, on my house that I bought in 2021. 2021? That seems right. That seems right. I think it's right. <laughs> So why would I move? Why would I get rid of that? That's crazy. And that's what people are thinking, right? So we're only seeing people put their houses on the market that have to move, that have to get out of their houses. Uh, 40% sounds higher than the U.S. average. 40% is the U.S. average, I believe. That's what I um, heard today. And that's what I've seen on all of you know, the things that I've looked at is 40% of people who own their homes in the U.S. own their homes outright. Like they don't have a mortgage on it. So that's what I've seen. If you want to comment with another article that says, says something different, like let's talk about it, please. Thank you. That would be awesome. Cool. All right. And okay, those are my points about rates. So housing market crash is something that uh, people Google, which is part of the reason why I made this video to begin with. Um, but people were more looking at it in 2022. In 2022, house prices were still going up by about 12% here in Oklahoma year over year. So meaning they went up 24% um, in two years. That's what happened here in Oklahoma, house price, house values increased by 24%. And that's house prices, house values, similar, not the same, but similar. Okay. So there's speculation about market conditions. Of course, the reason why we don't believe there's going to be a market crash is because of these large amounts of people who need housing. One of them is Tom Woods. Ain't bringing more folk. Okay, I got it here. I'm going to come back to that. But this, I don't know what this means. Tom Woods ain't bringing more folks in. Oh, let's. We're gonna we're gonna take that off there. No, no, thank you, sir. So we'll just delete that. Thank you for commenting, but something else would be nicer. <sighs> Perfect. Okay. So the reason we don't believe that the housing market is crashing is because we don't have enough houses to begin with. And we knew that this was going to happen. This is something that originated in 2008. So in 2008, when the housing market literally collapsed, a bunch of builders went out of business and builders got really scared of building homes. They got really scared of building homes. And not, I mean, scared is a, a weird word, but that's what it felt like, right? They just didn't want to build very many because they didn't know if they were going to be able to sell them because they got burned by the market. And a lot of them went belly up. Like there's this one neighborhood in Norman that just had these houses sitting half empty for a very long time. And um, I mean, half completed, not half empty, but they were half completed houses. Like big houses that are today selling for $600,000, $700,000 in this one neighborhood in Norman. And it was just crazy. So builders didn't build enough. And then the, and then the millennials entered the market. So millennials, as I said, are ages of 28 to 43. So millennials are having children. They're needing to upsize. They're needing bigger houses. And some of them aren't able to do that. So, and then we have the other end of the spectrum, the baby boomers, um, the silver tsunami. <laughs> Have you guys heard that term, the silver tsunami? So I got this article up because I think it's, uh, first of all, hysterical and super interesting. So as a general population and workforce get older and live longer, U.S. competitiveness will depend on how we support and prepare seniors, employers, 
and our society for this broad wave. So it's my understanding, and I could have this wrong because I did not look this piece up, but it's my understanding that millennials are the largest generation and baby boomers are the second largest, but I could be wrong on that portion. The point is, is that both generations are huge, right? Um, there are a lot of baby boomers and they have a lot of equity in their homes generally. It's probably the reason why um, people like 40% of the U.S. population owns their home out, or 40% of the people who own homes own their homes outright. So that's probably why that happened. Um, so that says that this demographic is 73 million people for the baby boomers. And they have a lot of cash, typically. And they also are needing to do what's called right sizing or downsizing is, but right sizing is typically the word that we use, like something that is manageable. So we see boomers competing with first time home buyers for entry level homes. And we also see investors competing for the same homes. This causes a bit of an issue. Builders oftentimes don't build entry-level homes because they can make more money on those second or third homes, right? So uh, selling, you know, a 1,000 to 1,500 square foot house can get a little, those, yeah, Alan's like, Alan is sad. I don't know which part made you sad, <laughs> but I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear which part made you sad. Um, but they are trying to sell they're trying to get into these homes along with the first time home buyers and some investors. This really peaked during COVID. So COVID to us is like this time of insanity and in home buying. And now it's much easier to uh, purchase a house. And so we want to look at why. So here we go. I'm going to switch over back to this and do, 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 and over here. Got this, and I'm going to present this. Present. There we go. Oh, and it just totally took up my whole page there. Ugh, I hate that it does that. It's so frustrating. Uh, presenter view. Present. I don't want it. Okay. Uh, got it. I don't want full screen mode. Thank you, Canva, for asking me. So I'm going to move this over here so you guys can see it better. And I'm going to switch this to another screen so that you can also see it better. And it's going to be, there we go. Beautiful. Okay. So I pulled up a bunch of these graphs and I'm going to tell you what they say. And then you're going to be bored, but please don't leave me. Okay. <laughs> That's not the idea here. So buyer's market versus seller's market. This is a confusing topic. I sometimes have to think about it too. So a buyer's market is whenever we have more than six months of inventory on the market. Meaning, so what inventory is with homes? So inventory is like if no other homes went on the market today and then it would take us six months to sell what is on the market. That is, and they do this with numbers and there's like a special formula that we use to figure this out. But I look at this wonderful graph and I have them for several of the different communities that I work in and that you are interested in, I believe. <laughs> so this is month supply home for sale for the Oklahoma City Metro. Some of these houses will be outside the Metro, which kind of will drive our, um, our month supply up. So just keep that in mind, okay? Now just take a drink. It's easier to take a drink when I have someone else on here. So in three weeks, I'm going to have a special guest and we're going to have a lot of fun because we're going to talk about Reddit. <laughs> I found some really good stuff. So I'm going to like, we're going to have a lot of fun with you guys. Okay. So this is month supply. So on the very left of this graph, we can see that the month supply here in the Oklahoma City Metro in January of 2019 was about, let's see, 2.6 so 2.6 months. So 2019, um, I remember those times. I was in real estate during those times. 
And it was easier to sell a house, but it wasn't like easy, easy. You know what I mean? It, it was it was interesting. And then we can see in the middle of this graph in January of 2021, we hit the bottom with less than a month of inventory on the market. January 2022, we hit even more of the bottom. But even in the middle of all that, guys, like the, the point is here, even before COVID, the market was doing wonderful things for both buyers and sellers. Prices were going up and interest rates were going down. Okay. And Elisa says, cheers. Thanks. I appreciate it, girl. <laughs> I needed it. And then when is the best time to buy a house with cash? I My first inclination is when you need a house and you have the cash. That would be my initial response to that. Um, you don't have to think about the price of money as much unless you're switching out one thing for the other, like you're deciding to buy a house um, instead of a car, in which case, like usually a car interest rate is going to be higher than a house's interest rate. Um, so, I mean, however you want to, you know, make that work, I would say anytime, but right now we are in, and just to, you know, spoiler alert, we are in the recession of housing. So right now is typically the best time to get a house for a good deal. Now, what is a good deal? <laughs> it depends on what is a good deal. So there are several different opportunities for good deals, right? So we just have to dive into what that is and what you're wanting in a house. Okay. And our daughters on a tornado watch in Illinois. Oof. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry, Elisa. Um, how do I know when it's a buyer's market? So Yes, that is actually what I'm showing you here. So on this graph, what I have on the very right is January of 2024. And of course, we're in February. So I have the February numbers up here. And we have um, about 2.8 months supply on the market, which is still a seller's market. It is more balanced than having less than a month on the market or two months or whatever. But it is still a seller's market, meaning the seller technically will hold more power, but there are different um, sections, sectors of the market. So like new homes, I'm seeing buyers have a lot of power with brand new homes, right? The homes that you get less of what you would call a deal on are going to be homes under the average price point or the median price point, sorry, that are like 260,000 and below and in really good condition. And they are in like, they're really cute on the inside. Like they're done up like cosmetically. I don't see people like getting a lot of money off those because that's what people want. Because you're essentially, if you're buying that with a loan or with cash, like you don't have to do anything to your house. If it's just how you want it, if it's just how like anyone would want it, then like there's no, there's, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people that want that because right now we have a generation of baby boomers who are, you know, checking out, you know, dying and, <laughs> and their houses oftentimes aren't in the greatest condition in the world. And then we have investors unloading their houses. Usually investors don't have the greatest, you know, they don't look amazing. Um, we have people needing to move for other things as well, but it kind of like condition is a really, really big deal to buyers right now on the market. It's a really big deal. So there are definitely sections of the market where you're going to have more opportunities. Um, I always say new builds right now because they, they can make you deals that other people cannot, right? They really can. Okay. Perfect. All right. I love your questions, you guys. I love your comments. I love it. Please keep going. Okay, next over here. Median percent of last list price. So this is saying that up until November, people were getting 100% of their last list price when they were selling a home. That is the median. Some people will be getting more than that. Yes, still. Some houses are selling for more than list. Some houses are selling for way less. 
um, we were seeing much larger, uh, like increases. You know, I had people paying $10,000, $20,000 over asking price during COVID. We're not seeing that as much anymore. So, and then home prices, of course, are leveling out and they're not going as crazy. Do you think in a few years, it will be a really good buyer's market? This comes from um, one of the viewers I've been answering his questions. I think in a few years, it will not be a really good buyer's market. Um, and we talked about that today in with Gary Keller. We were talking about the fact that we're going to have a really rough sort of two years with people trying to sell houses and it won't be as easy as it has been. But then in a couple of years, it will be again, like we're going to have um, some really good years after that. So that means that home prices will continue to increase. So I know everyone wants a deal. I understand that. But your deal is here. In this graph, in 2019, our median sales price here in Oklahoma City Metro was $165-ish thousand dollars. Today it is $260,000. So if you had bought a house in January 2019 and sold it two months ago, you would have made $100,000. So yeah, that's what, that's what would have happened. It would have been so, and if you can see this graph, you will see a lot of ups and downs on it. So prices were way up in um, the middle of 2019, in June of 2019, they went way down the beginning of COVID. They went way up after that. But basically we, the median home price um, increased by $100,000 across the U.S. in 36 months. So just over two years. And that is a product of economics, right? Just straight up economics. Okay. I'm going to go back for a second. Got that already done. So we covered the median sales price and how it's gone up. Median days on market have gone up exponentially. So in the middle of 2021, days on market were about four or five days on market for the entire metro area for Oklahoma City. Today, they are at about 28 days. Um, so it feels like an eternity <laughs> to all of us. Don't worry. It feels very long to have an average of or a median of 28 days on the market, right? But um, it's really not as long as you may think. <laughs> uh, 28 days is still pretty good. It's still better than January of 2019 where it was 35. It's still better than that. Okay, I want to dive into some of the suburbs here. Okay. So I had a couple of questions here. Do you think it'll be a good time to buy a fixer upper under 60,000? Um, it depends on where I would say. Uh, so your location in real estate, it's location, 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 right? And then, um, in a few years, I, I don't see home prices going down and we can see this from our graph where, you know, it was 160,000 average or median home price in 2019. And then right now we're peaking, or we haven't peaked, but we're at, you know, $260,000 for average home price. So I think that's a really good indicator of what the future may hold for us. Because if we go back prior to 2019, we're going to see that as well, that home prices have just continued to climb. And that is historically what happens. Perfect. So now I'm going to dive into... Whoa. Norman for a second, because we love Norman. It's our favorite because I live here. <laughs> if you are looking to move to Norman, please let me know and I will help you. I also love selling homes in Norman because um, we definitely, it, it, we have some really interesting homes here in Norman. And I was, I'm about to make a video about uh, like what $300,000 will get you here in the Oklahoma city Metro. So I'm excited to show you guys some of those things. Hopefully you watch some of my long form videos or, um, you know, if you're listening on the podcast, head over to YouTube and watch those. Yes, you're so welcome for answering your questions. It's just hard sometimes to be super specific when I don't know your exact situation. Um, but do know that home prices will continue to climb unless something insane happens like a war. And we don't want that. <laughs> we do not want that. All right. For Norman, 
What I have up here is median sales price. So in Norman, we were at um, about 180,000 for median sales price in 2019. So that's around $20,000 more than the entire Oklahoma City Metro. That's the median. And then today we are going to be uh, right around. So we peaked a little bit, it looks like in January at like 285,000. And then last month it was at like 258,000 for Norman. Norman carries a little bit higher price point than some of the other areas of the Metro, which is why we're going to see that. So what is, what is Norman about? So Norman, I love it. So if you guys haven't seen my other videos, you, you gotta tune into those. Norman is famous for the university of Oklahoma. We have around 128,000 residents. And um, it's opposite of Edmond. So Edmond's on the north side of Oklahoma City and Norman is on the south side. And we're around, it takes me like 25 minutes, 20 minutes to get to downtown Oklahoma City. And um, people always kind of ask about the traffic. Traffic is minimal. Like it's not that big of a deal. I don't really sit in it um, so long as some other people do. I also don't drive to the city during rush hour, um, which is in the morning if you live in Norman because those people are going into Oklahoma City and then going south in the evening time. So Elisa had a comment. So Mark said, so long as you hold on to your home for five years, you should come out ahead regardless of what you paid for it today. I would mostly agree with Mark on this. Yes. Um, there are, of course, some outliers that, you know, we sometimes see. Of course, 2008 put everyone in a a bit of a bind. But yeah, absolutely. Holding on to a house for five years is incredible. Do it. That is how you make money. That is how you build wealth for yourself. Perfect. Thank you, Elisa. Next for Norman, our days on market um, for the entire Metro we talked and it was about 28 days for Norman. It's going to be around 20 days for median days on market. And, um, you know, at, in the good times, <laughs> meaning during COVID, which are not good times, um, we were at around like four or five days average on market. And that was usually because we had to hold the house um, from being taken by the first offer. So I would say that's probably not entirely true. And it was more like zero or one days on market back in those days. Next is Oklahoma City. So Oklahoma City, as you guys may know, is giant. It is this huge landmass. And I think it's the fourth largest city by land area in the U.S. with only like 770,000 residents or something crazy like that. It's very small, but also very big. Like the population is small. I know people that live in Oklahoma City and don't have access to public utilities like water, right? They have a well. They have a septic system. So some of Oklahoma City is straight rural land. Um, like I always reference this, but I drive the Turner Turnpike all the time. The Turner Turnpike is I-44. And it connects Oklahoma City and Tulsa. They're making it three-laned three right now. Um, but I drive it all the time. And there's this sign on the Turner in the middle of this cow pasture. Like, way before you see any houses or any buildings, whatever. And it says, welcome to Oklahoma City. <laughs> it's just like, this isn't a city. This is a cow pasture. But that is a really good... Um, picture of how big Oklahoma City really is. So for Oklahoma City, the average home price back there in 2019 was sitting right at like 100 and um, like 55-ish thousand dollars. And today, uh, yeah, and today we're looking at um, just below $220,000. So the reason for that is because Oklahoma City does have smaller homes in a lot of these areas. And like I said, some of it's rural, like there's so many factors that go into Oklahoma City, but it's definitely, I mean, I love Oklahoma City. I think it's like a thriving city and we love to see what's going on with it. Like we have an NBA team. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to go watch basketball, but other people do and you totally should. Like that's amazing. And that's one of the reasons for our growth 
here in the Oklahoma City metro. So next, the median days on market for Oklahoma City is going to sit right at like 22 days on market, which is not very long. It isn't. It just feels like a long time because we're coming out of those days where it was four and five days on market. But you still do have to move quite rapidly to get the house that you want. I've been in multiple offers several times in the last few months with my buyers. Next is Edmond. So Edmond sits opposite of Norman in the Oklahoma City metro. So where we're south on I-35, um, south of Oklahoma City, south of Moore, Edmond is directly north of Oklahoma City. There are some vast differences between Oklahoma between Norman and Edmond. People ask me about that all the time. And one of them is the house prices. So <laughs> comparing the Edmond house prices to the entire MLS. So the entire MLS, which is our metro area in 2019, averaged about $160,000, right, for their median home price. Edmond was at $225,000. In and so you know a seventy seventy thousand dollar difference, um, in twenty nineteen. So today the entire MLS have a, has a median home price of a little less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So we'll say like two forty five, and Edmonds median home price is three hundred and fifty two thousand dollars. It is a big difference. We are talking over one hundred thousand dollar difference. Edmond has been growing rapidly. They have a lot of new houses. I mean, you can get a house that's on an acre. You can get a million dollar house. You can get a $3 million house. Like Edmund, Ed, Edmund's growth is insane. So just know that. A lot of people are interested in moving to Edmond. It is a great little town. It is close to Oklahoma City. And that is what we like about it. The um, I believe their population is sitting right now at around 95,000. And they do have a public university. It's called the University of Central Oklahoma. So I covered that in one of my last lives, I believe. Next, their median days on market, of course, is going to be higher because their house prices are higher. So they're sitting right at 35 days on the market right now compared to the entire metro being at around 28 days on the market. I'd like to give you something to compare this to because otherwise the numbers don't mean anything without the relativity, right? Okay, that was a lot of stuff, guys. There's a lot of different towns. And I don't see any comments about other towns that you want to see. So my plan was to cover Yukon a little bit. So I have that up here. So Yukon is, and this is really tiny. Like I wish I could make it bigger for you, but I just, I can't. <laughs> so, so this is a different way of looking at these numbers, right? Yukon has been growing exponentially. They have a very different trajectory of growth from what I can see. Um, and I think, I believe, looking at it, it's because the cities are letting them grow exponentially. And um, they also have available land in ways that other cities may not. Cheers. Whew. Guys, I'm ready for the rookie. Are you excited? It's the wedding episode tonight. I'm super pumped. I love the rookie. It's like my favorite thing <laughs> besides SWAT, <laughs> which is even better. Okay. So new listings in January of 2023, 193 new listings in Yukon. This January, it's 236. So we see more listings on the market. Are those new homes? Are those resales? I didn't pull those numbers. If you guys want to know, just let me know. Pending sales, January of 2023, we were at 151. Today, we're at 173. This tells me that their market is growing and not receding. So where Norman is receding, Yukon is growing. You have to keep this in mind. And their median sales price in January is 200 and so January 2023 is 276,000. Right now it's 279,000 and I'm rounding up and we have one question. Oh, I've seen you comment on my other stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Is there a comparison market between Broken Arrow and Norman? You know, uh, my, well, I don't have any, I don't have any relatives that live in Broken Arrow anymore, but, um, uh, my friend Russ lives close to Broken Arrow 
and he's going to be on in three weeks. And so we'll have a better conversation about that. Definitely. I'm super excited about that conversation. Um, but are they similar towns? 100%. Yes, they're very similar. Besides Broken Arrow doesn't have OU, so it's probably not as good. But that's just <laughs> my opinion. And Broken Arrow's in Tulsa uh, or in the Tulsa metro. So it's just, it's really different. Um, yeah, it's it's just super different. Is Broken Arrow where they have the really cute downtown? I think that's what I'm talking about. I think so. They have like the cute stuff during Christmas time. They're very similar towns. Let's actually look up a population of Broken Arrow because I don't know it off the top of my head. It is 116,000. Yeah. And then the population of Norman is 128,000. And then we have the influx of students, which is around 20,000 extra people during the school year. Broken Arrow is not going to have that. So I would say yes. And I'm excited to see with Russ and have that conversation about uh, Broken Arrow versus Norman and also some other towns. So stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Nice. Um, missing my other page. There we go. You see, you guys, when I drink, I'm more fun. Like, I just, I think that this is just the case, right? I probably need to be drinking water, but I also have water. So don't worry about me there. So in my view, Yukon is growing, but other towns are definitely receding. So I have a few more towns up here that we can look at and see if they are growing or receding, right? Sepulpa. Oh, yeah, Sepulpa is the one with the cute. Yes, you're right. Sepulpa is the one with the cute downtown. I was there recently and I went to this really cute restaurant because I was in Glenpool. So, um, but I really liked it. Oh, Noble. Yeah, let's look at Noble. That'll be fun. Let's do it, guys. Let's look at Noble. Stop screen. And we want to go find Noble. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. Can you guys hear my clicking? <laughs> All right. Whoops. So this is... Ed pulled some stuff, but we're going to look at it like this. Fast stats. All right. I don't know if it's going to give me Noble exactly. Well, it's going to be really interesting. It, this looks fun, right? Like I can I can just click on any one of these and get, get some answers. But the problem is it doesn't give me all of them. So like down here at the bottom is like, I don't know why they separated out War Acres like this. Do you guys know where War Acres is? It's like this town within Oklahoma City. Uh, it's crazy. So let's see. What is Noble zip code? That's what we need. Noble zip code. 73068. I knew that. I knew that. I do have a lot of zip codes memorized. All right, so 73068, we're going to find it. Nope, we don't have it, guys. Dang it. Dang it, it's got to be on here somewhere. Hmm. Well, I feel silly that I can't even find it. That's really weird. Let's do like this. So we're going to go back out of fast stats. And go to info sparks. Yep, there we go. So we're gonna do noble. Nice. Okay. So this is where I pulled all my graphs from, but I can see so many things here. So in noble, we have the average house price of $191,250 compared to the entire Oklahoma City at $241,000. Or the Sorry, that's the median. You can see how the average doesn't change it very much, though. For new listings in Noble, there are 17 because it's not a very big city. If you guys don't know, um, the population of Noble, I think, is around 9,000. Population. 7,400. Yeah. Okay. I was I was kind of close. <laughs> I was kind of close. I do know people that live in Noble, and I do sell there. Okay, so they have about that. Um, closed sales, they're closing around like 20, anywhere from 20 to 9 or 9 to 20 closings every month. So kind of a small town. 
their days on market are going to be right at 56. And I know the reason for that. Like some of their core houses um, in like their core downtown are just in kind of poor condition. And I noticed that they're overpriced as well. Um, let me finish Norman and JK. I'll get to you. I feel weird calling you JK. Like it's a joke, but it's not. Anyway, it's fine. Noble's month supply is about the same as the entire MLS at two and a half. You can get some pretty cool properties on acreage in Noble. So I do like that. Percent of list price is going to be around 98%. Makes sense. Cool. Okay. So that's Noble for you. I think Noble's a really good option because Norman is its like mother city, you know? So you get everything you need in Norman and then Noble's like this cute little country town. I love it. Okay. Is there an estimated percentage for investor purchased homes for the Metro? Like let's say last 90 days or something. Ooh, that's an interesting question. Percentage for investor purchased homes. I wonder how I can find this. Like I can, cause I don't, I've never seen that. Like I can't see it and it's hard to measure. I think it's a really good question. I like that. And I think I'll ask my title company and maybe I'll do a short about it or get on the live and, and talk about that again. But yeah, that's a really good question. I haven't seen that number specifically for the Oklahoma City Metro, but that's definitely a good question. All right. What lenders do you recommend in Oklahoma? So I have a few different lenders that I really like. Um, so I really like my good friend, Andy Stanfield at Chase Bank. He is right here in Norman. I really like um, Paul Edwards as well. So if you send me an email, let me see then I will send those to you. And if you're, it depends on what type of loan you're needing as well. Because if you need like a construction loan, that's going to be different than like a VA or a conventional loan, right? So let me put this here for you. So my email is marcybillen at kw, actually we'll do this one, marcy at reateam, realty.com. So M-A-R-C-I-E at R-U-Y-A-T-E-A-M realty.com. Just like that. Send me an email and I have this whole list. I have like a template of really amazing lenders here in the Oklahoma City Metro that can actually serve like all of Oklahoma. So it doesn't just have to be that, but definitely send me that email and I will get you that list. And anyone else who wants to send me an email too, I would love that. That would be amazing. Perfect. Did I have another question? Let's go back here and look. Okay, we answered Noble, we answered Sepulpa, and we talked about investor purchases and then lenders. Oh, you guys have great questions today. Dang, I really like that. Are there any other towns that we should talk about? So I kind of want to talk about the towns or the town, Midwest City, because it is where Tinker Air Force Base is. So I don't know if I have any Tinker people on or people that need to move to Tinker. There are several cities, like you could live anywhere. But yeah, uh, there are several cities. Hold on, we have one more lender. Is it better to have an out-of-state lender or in-state? Well, here is how I answer this question. <laughs> if you need to um, address your lender in person, it is usually easier to have them in the same state as you are. And why I say that is because sometimes we see lenders who are not in state kind of use that to their advantage, meaning um, decide that you are not important enough. So usually lenders that are in state are wanting, so as realtors, we're the ones that obviously you guys are asking me like what lender to work with. We're the ones that help lenders with their businesses, not solely, but a lot of the time they want to work hard. They want it to work for everyone. They want you to be happy, but if they're out of state, why do they care? So that's my answer to that question. So take with that what you want. That is that is important. 
Yes. <laughs> Love that question. Fantastic question, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Definitely send me that email and I will um, go ahead and send you what you need. You can also go to the comments or to my description and sign up for my newsletter. Um, that way you can get emails from me and you I won't email you anything but the newsletter. And that way you can see, like, I think my newsletters are amazing. So go ahead and subscribe to those. I send out two per month and they're all about Oklahoma, specifically the Oklahoma City Metro. So like different YouTube videos, different podcasts, um, market info, things you need to be doing to your house, et cetera. Do I work with USDA loans? Yes, I love USDA loans. They are the best and you have to have a really good lender. They're such a good product and there's so much of the Oklahoma City Metro and beyond that is useful for USDA. Like it is amazing, but you do have to have a really good lender in order to make them work. Yeah, definitely. Give me, give me a shout about that because we can get that done. I'm seeing so many houses that will work for USDA because of course it works. USDA, if you don't know, is the rural development loan and there is a map and you can just Google it, USDA loan map, whatever, and you'll see where these loans are available and they are zero down and they are technically FHA loans. They are backed by the government and they can be a really difficult, um, thing to get qualified for, which is why you have to have such a good lender to work with you on that. But they are very excellent and I like doing them. And I see people, you know, get, get like a really good deal out of it because you may get into the house with absolutely no money, which is awesome. <laughs> Meaning you don't have to pay closing costs sometimes. Okay. Looking to move from Seattle. So tired of overpaying for shacks here. I've heard this. I've heard this. I had last year, two years ago, um, my good friend, she moved from Washington state and she was paying a lot in rent in Washington state. It was not, I think it was in Tacoma. Um, but obviously she would have paid more in Seattle and she got here and was paying half of her what she was paying in rent in mortgage half. I think she bought a $160,000 house in more. It's in a really good location. And then, and she also has a garage and a carport. So she can park like four cars inside. And then she also uh, was able to, she was just so shocked by our utility costs. So I don't know if you guys know, and this isn't across the board and it totally depends on so many things like if you have a pool, your water bill is going to be higher. If you have sprinklers, it's going to be higher. But $55 is how much we pay for water and trash. $55 a month. Um, that's how much I pay. That's the base. And then if you use a lot of water, you know, there are certain like measurements that goes up. But that's also for my trash can and for my recycling bin. $55 a month, which is, is like floored people. So I don't know. I don't Is that weird? Like, I have no idea. And then for, um, I have solar panels, so I don't have a good amount for you right now on electricity, but I need to gather those because I know that you guys ask that question a lot. Solar panels are very prevalent now in Norman, Oklahoma city Metro. Like I would say like a third of my neighborhood has them at this point. And, um, it wasn't outrageous. And it's definitely adding value to our homes. I can see that in home prices of homes that have sold with solar panels versus homes that haven't. So, yeah. Um, I had a couple of other thoughts, but I love your questions. So keep going with questions, please. <laughs> but I had a couple of other thoughts about the opportunities, right? So the opportunities for home sellers, we talked about that affordable price point. 260000 is the median. If your home is around that, will you please sell your home? Let me sell it for you because, because people need it. They need homes. So if you're planning on moving or doing something, like let's sell it. Like let's sell your home because it will sell for a fantastic amount. Um, if you've owned it for more than five years, hopefully you've made more than $100,000 on it. Like let's sell your house. Let's go because people need these houses. All right. Um, other tips for home sellers. Sorry, I had to know that. And I probably need some of this still. Um, 
Other tips for home sellers, prepare your home to sell. And the way that I like to do this is by getting a home inspection and fixing the big items on that. That is really important. Perfect. I'm going to answer your solar question, solar panel question here in one second. Make sure that you price your house correctly and you have to typically get with a realtor on that. They know how the market moves. And then marketing, um, making sure people are stepping into your home. Marketing has so much to do with pricing whenever you're selling your home. So please keep that in mind if you're wanting to price your home $10,000, $20,000 more than what your realtor says you should. Okay. All right. Okay. Wanting to take a trip out to Oklahoma, and where do you recommend to visit? Well, obviously I love Oklahoma City and I love Norman. So Oklahoma City is a really cool place. I think I don't like we have people that come here for weekend trips, but not as many as I would think, I guess. Right. So there's a lot of stuff to do and you could spend easily spend 36 hours in Oklahoma city, just on restaurants. To be honest with you, we have a, a great food scene. So that would be a lot of fun. I like Tulsa too. I'm from Claremore, which is outside of, or like Claremore is outside of Tulsa. Tulsa's incredible, but I also love the mountains of Oklahoma. So I love sulfur. People say Broken Bow. I'm not a fan. I've never been there, but that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> I love sulfur. Like if I had to make a weekend trip somewhere, I would go to sulfur, Oklahoma. That is my spot. It's an hour and 15 minutes away from me. It has mountains. It has a spa and it has some really decent food options done. Like that's, that's all I need. Right incredible. I know there, and then I like to go to Arkansas, but you said Oklahoma. So <laughs> I do like to go to Arkansas. <laughs> it's really fun. Okay. Here's a solar panel question. Can you tell me how much solar panels will save monthly? We are planning to put some in or buy a house with them. So the thing with solar panels is of course you usually get them on a loan unless you can pay outright for them. And so I think our payment was $168 a month. It wasn't really saving us money monthly necessarily until we paid them off. And now, you know, now that they're paid off, I think my monthly bill is $12 a month for electricity because we have to pay OG&E for something, for like a hookup. I don't know. We have to pay them for something. And you know, the cloudy days or whatever, but Oklahoma is the seventh sunniest state in the U.S. So uh, that's, it makes a big difference. So, I mean, that's why there's su it's such a big deal to have solar panels here. So yeah, my, my bill's around $12 a month. I don't know if that would change. Like if you had a pool and a pool pump, I'm unsure. So you'll just have to do some research on that or send me an email and I will of course, um, get that information to you once I figure it out. So I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. I don't know it all. I don't know it all. That's a really good question though. Really good question. So I answered some questions about home sellers. Is it a good time to sell? So a lot of you are talking about buying though. Where do I see advantages in buying right now? So I'm seeing a lot of builders offer a lot of incentives. So they can do this for various reasons. I won't go into it, but a lot of them will pay some closing costs. Your closing costs, depending on the house, I mean, on a $250,000 house, you're probably looking at $7,000 and they may pay 4,000 of it, which means um, if you get like a down payment assistance loan, you might be able to get four into the house for $3,000 completely. And then you have your monthly payment. That might work, right? And then um, they may also do some other things for you. Like they could, uh, you could build a house and like not necessarily choose the interior, but like choose the different parts of it. Oh, guys, the weather just changed. Dang. <laughs> so the weather was supposed to drop and I'm pretty sure it just did. Let me check because the wind picked up like crazy. So it's blowing a cold front in and it's going to be, it's going to drop 20 degrees in the next hour. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So definitely looking at brand new homes. This 
this will help you a lot. You don't have to compete for them. Um, no one's lived in them before. And there are some really cool neighborhoods for brand new homes in the Oklahoma City metro. Like there are so many amazing neighborhoods. So definitely looking at that. Um, look at how much you need to save on a home. So let's say you're not totally sure. Let me give you a scenario. Okay. So someone asked me this recently, but let's say you want to purchase a home and you know that you're going to get an FHA loan. How would you know that you're going to get an FHA loan? Because you've spoken to a lender because you've already emailed me and asked for my lender list. So just go ahead and do that. So you can start speaking to a lender and you don't have to wait until three months out to start speaking to a lender. You can do it now because if you have any issues that show up on your credit or anything like that, they can tell you what to do to fix those problems so that you can get a better interest rate. So if you're going to do um, an FHA, let me do some maths. <laughs> Let's get some math going. You're going to buy a $300,000 house and you're going to get um, an FHA loan, which is three and a half percent down. That's $10,500. So you need $10,500 and then you also need closing costs, which I would save $9,000 for closing costs. It's probably a little bit too much. So that's overall, you know, $20,000. And I told someone this recently, $20,000 for getting into a house. And you may, of course, want to save a little bit extra for your move-in stuff. If you can qualify for USDA and you want to live in a USDA area because it is map specific and you need to talk to a lender on if you can qualify for USDA, then you may be able to get into a house for nothing. It is possible to have sellers pay your closing costs and you may not get the house you want if you need to do that, depending on the price point. So if you want as many options as possible, it does pay to save and you don't have to. Like I've gotten people into houses for zero. So it totally depends on the situation and what you want to do. But guys, you have had such good questions. Thank you so much. Um, I will be out for the next two weeks, but definitely check out the podcast. There will be stuff on there. Um, I'm going to be traveling. So that's why. And I will see you here in a couple of weeks. Be sure to watch some of my long forms and I'll talk to you later. Thanks so much.